Come on, let's get excited about the word this morning. Just before we move on, is anybody here for the first time today? Amen. Welcome, welcome. Will you guys come forward? I want you to introduce. No, I'm just kidding. Relax. It's okay. <laughs> Amen. Welcome. Um, those of you that have only been here uh, for the last month or so, you might not even know who I am. I'm the pastor. How you doing? I'm one of the pastors on staff. And I just, I like to take, um, for my own health and for my own, for the health of my family, I like to take the month of August off of the pulpit. And that's why I've been kind of out for two, two, two reasons. I like to take a break in August from the pulpit. And I also like to give our other pastors and our other ministers the, the time to get some experience in the pulpit before the whole congregation. Amen. Because I believe we need to hear from all different kinds of people. And I believe God uses each and every one of us differently. And it's awesome to hear the word brought out in different ways from different people. Amen? So I got two weeks left. I'm excited to come back. I got a new series that I'm going to start in September. Uh, but for today, I want you to get excited and put your hands together for our own Miguel Alvarez. Yes, sir. Awesome. Amazing service so far, huh? Worship was, worship was awesome. Worship was awesome. Father, we just thank you that there's no one mightier, more powerful, more awesome than who you are. We just thank you. I just present to you everything that I've engaged myself with, everything that I, I've overlooked, studied, present to you a message. Father, I present it all to you that before your congregation, I will not present a message, but I will present a person. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So in continuation of the bodybuilding series, the title of this message is The Personal Trainer. The Personal Trainer. Amen. So, I mean, we all like to try to be fit, you know, work out, eat fitness. <laughs> so, we're building each other up. We're building our body up, the body of Christ up. But who knows, like, when, you, when you're dealing with a personal trainer, you want to work out, you go to, you know, Planet Fitness, you go to, you know, Gold's Gym, wherever you go. You don't go in there looking for Richard Simmons if you want to look like The Rock. Right? You know what you want. You know what you want to look like. Your hope that when you connect with a right personal trainer, right, that personal trainer could motivate you, encourage you, and also, you know, feed you that hope that, yeah, you know, I can make you look like this. I can make you look like The Rock. Or I can make you look like, you know, uh, uh, whoever you want to look like. So this is my plan. This is, this is what you got to do. This is what you got to submit to. This is, this is you got to cut out this eating. You got to do this and you got to do that. Right? So in, in our lives right now, spiritually speaking, the personal trainer is who? Heard it. All right. So I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. It's in John 14, chapter 14, verse 26. It says, but the comforter, even the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. I'm going to jump to another one um, real quick. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6. Then he, he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Well, imagine you name your son Zerubbabel. That's crazy. Just for the record, though, Zerubbabel is like, the translation of that name is like, you know, he's dry. You know, it's dry because of confusion. 
you know? Sometimes in our lives, you know, we've, we feel like, you know, my strength is running out, you know, my, my well is, is, is getting thinner, and, and, you know, I need to pray for, for, for more patience, God. I need to pray for, you know, more peace. I need to pray for, and you feel like your well is running out. But we're going to address those things together in the body so we could build each other up. So this is what he says. It's the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Says the Lord of hosts, right? So my mind goes back to the garden when Adam used to have fellowship with, with Jesus in the cool or the, or the spirit's timing of the day. God came down and he just he began to speak, you know, and have that kind of a fellowship, you know. And so in that fellowship, we see that, you know, everything flows from that fellowship, right? Life flows from that fellowship. The fellowship was just sweet. But then we all know the story how, you know, the fall happened. And in Isaiah, it says that, your sins, you know, God's hands is not, is not short, you know, it's not short enough to, to save you. It's not, it's not that God has a problem, but it says that it's, it's your sin that has separated you from your God. And, and what's interesting is that it didn't say that it separated God from you. Because if we look at the garden... After the fall, God still came to visit him. God still came to fellowship with him. And God doesn't come with his Santa Claus bags to give you pieces and portions of patience and virtues and things of what you need. He doesn't come to give you pieces and portions. He comes to give you a person. He comes to personally train you. And so if he doesn't come to give you uh, pieces and portions, but a person, so what we actually are experiencing in worship is not just a feeling. We are experiencing a person. In Colossians chapter 3 verse 11, it says, Christ is all and in all. So if Christ is all things to all people, then this is the thing why, why I like to emphasize, lay down your works, lay down the works of the law, lay down all these things, because if Christ, if, if, if what it is, is God is all things to me, then how could I try to produce the divine person with my own ability when what I actually need is the person itself. What are you saying? What I'm saying is this, is that when I say, you know, God, you know, I wish I could have more, more love like, like Pastor George. I wish I could have more prophetic insight like, like Pastor Gary. I wish I could I wish I could be more humble like, like Crispy. I wish I, you know, I just pray more. I'm just going to pray more. And, and, and you might see a, a, a lack in yourself and you might, you might understand certain things. But Adam did not walk out his existence with God separate from God. But he walked out that existence with the person of God. In union with God. And from that fellowship all these virtues flowed from him, flowed into him. In that union, when he was connected with love, he became love too. So when I see I'm lacking, I'm lacking something or I feel like I'm lacking patience, and then I pray for it and I feel like, you know what, I feel like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be patient today. But I'm still trying to produce Something that's divine when the divinity is what I actually need to be in union with. 
So, if all things are Christ, Colossians 3, 10, and 11, then what I need to learn is not to have more knowledge of what I need to do for God. What I need to know is this. I need to know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering is what Paul said. That I may know him. When Paul was back and forth, what I do, what I do, oh, I know him. So the union of God is the bridge between, it's like a fuse that transfers the electrical current of power into yourself. Because it's not by might, nor by your own power, but it's by the personal trainer. It's by the personal trainer. Now, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm ready to rock and I say, yeah, I want, I, I, I want, these, I want these biceps bigger, you know, I, I, I want my chest to wiggle when I walk down the block, you know? <laughs> what, I, <laughs> what, what, what I need to do? So the trainer, he says, all right, this is what you need to do, right? So he sets a schedule. He sets a workout plan, right? But my responsibility is to yield to what he tells me to do. James 4, chapter 7 says, Submit to God, then resist the devil, and then he will flee. Not resist the devil, but first submit. That word submit, if you look it up, it's yielding. It's yielding. So in other words, if I'm yielding, and we all know, we've seen the signs while we're driving. You know, we, we, we're stopping and we're letting the car go first. And then we're pulling in and we're following behind the car. So first I'm stopping. I'm stepping back into a place of the spirit. May I become more aware of your presence. May I... And then, and then, the good of your glory. So what I'm doing is stepping back into a place of the Spirit and learning how to have that fellowship and that communion with God because that's where the life is going to flow. And so now God gives me what I need because the battle was not the same every time. There was a message Pastor George preached, and I'll never forget it. It was about how King David always consulted the Lord about everything that was going on in his life. He had an ephod. And that's like, you know, it's like one of those vests with stones in it, and it lit up, and it, and it, it gave the direction to, to the priests. And I remember this. Pastor George said, you know, it was the scripture. David said, what should I do? God said, when you see me going over the trees before you, then you know that I have gone before you, in other words, to prepare the way. So now follow because I have given your enemy into your hands. But sometimes in the flesh, because we get anxious and eager, we run to the battle without first stepping back into a place of the spirit and allowing God to become wisdom, God to become knowledge. You see, sometimes we think that if I just understand... I can have peace about something. But the Bible says, first seek the peace that passes all understanding. Then you can understand about that thing you're dealing with. So when the enemy comes in like a flood, it is the spirit of the Lord that lifts up the, lifts up the standard against him like a wall. But we in the flesh try to lift up our own standard. But it's the spirit of the Lord that lifts up a standard against them. Sometimes what is that standard? What is it that guards your heart and your mind? Because sometimes, oh man, these thoughts that I'm dealing with, these emotions that I'm feeling, you all know how it is sometimes when we, when we go through the motions and, and you know, we, we just start hearing those slow jams on the radio and we're like, oh man, why? You know how it is. It's like, dang, you know, this guy, you know, he thinks I'm a, a fool or she thinks I'm a fool. But, you know, we start going through the motions and we start going through. I, I'm losing where I'm going right now. Let me go back over here. 
Over here is where the anointing's at. I gotta stay over here. So the motions are over there. So now, somebody help me out here now. So now those motions and those things that I'm going through, right, are actually, you know, we all deal with those emotions. We all, we all, go, we all go through certain circumstances and things. And then if we get mad at the person we're going through something, we put up the wall. Like, boom. like if that wall is going to keep out their words. That's a flesh wall. You see somebody walking down the block that you didn't like or you had words with or somebody from this side of the church to that side of the church. Oh, I forgave them already. But when you see them, the wall is up. It's like, mm. that shows you that, you know, we're still inside. We're still dealing with something. But what's going to actually be that wall when the spirit of the Lord lifts up the stanza to get stand it against us the peace of God guards your heart and your mind when it says in the Bible guard your heart and your mind with all diligence because out of it comes the issues of life yeah but it doesn't mean that you religiously go and you try to you know do things with your willpower it means allow step back into me allow my peace to be that wall that protects you it guards your heart and your mind for you so when you feel like you're losing peace, you're getting out, that means you're, something is trying to pull you away from me. And don't let nothing come between you and I. God is like, don't let nothing come between you and I. What we have is special and is intimate. And I love you. And nobody could love you the way I love you. But you know what? If you focus on your little weakness or, or your little problem, you won't be able to see your big God. You won't be able to see that I could be the wisdom, that I can be the power, that I can be the love. So sometimes that peace, you know, we need to learn how, first of all, when I'm dealing with certain issues, like I'm getting anxious about something, God would tell me, release control, release control. In other words, step back into a place of the spirit and, and, and be at rest with me. Just like Adam, you walk in with me, your, your existence is not by yourself and separated. You know, you're, you're walking out your existence with the person, with me. Step back with me. You know, I, I, I'm the answer. I've given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. You know? So step back with me. So I release control of what I'm dealing with. Because, you know, we all sometimes, whether we're in the job and there's high anxiety and the boss is just like, do this. You know, get this done. I work in a hotel, so it's like, you know, one call comes here and a guest here and a guest here. You got to prioritize and they're calling over the radio. You know, get this done, get this done. And you just got to, you know, you can't, I can't allow, I can move fast, but I'm going to be at rest. I'm not going to be in anxiety when I move. So I need to learn how to release control of what I'm trying to do. Step back into peace. Because that peace is militant, it's powerful. It guards me, guards my heart and my mind. It's the peace of God that puts Satan under your feet. So even Satan tries to come by, you know what? My peace is, is, is proof that I'm in love because peace precedes love. Love, love is what I'm, I'm moving with because I know I'm his beloved. Like Jesus was in the garden and God said, you're my beloved. I know, God, that, you know, I'm your joy. You know, I'm your, I'm your joy. I'm your... I'm your I'm your baby boy. I'm your beloved. I, I, I can walk with my head high knowing that that's how you see me. And when I face a circumstance, I'm not facing it by myself. I'm facing it with you. It's like if a personal trainer, you're in the gym and the personal trainer says, here, here's the manual to the machine. He sits down on a, on a chair, puts his feet up and says, yeah, just read that, you know? Just read that and... Uh, Make sure you do about three, four sets. And he's over here talking to, like, some of the, the gym girls. And he's, you know, what, what is, how is that benefiting me? I'm paying you to help me work out. You want me to read a manual? You're supposed to connect with me with the manual and show me what to do as we read the manual together. Is that getting, that's, that's hitting home with certain people? See, the spirit of the Lord is the author of the word of God. It's not, it's like an old saying, it's not just about the manual, it's about Emmanuel. God with us. God in us. God in us how? 
Don't you know that in Corinthians it says that the riches and the mystery, what is the riches and the mystery of God? Everybody want to know where's the treasure box? What's the mystery? What, what is the treasure that's, that's you know, that I, I, I want those riches. I want those treasures in God. What is this mystery? The Bible says the mystery and treasure is this. It's Christ in you. The hope and expectation that he's going to be everything that I need of glory. So, if that trainer was to sit down here and not do anything for me, but I'm trying to get in the manual myself, like, like Christ told them, he said, you know, you're searching the manual. You got your heads in your Bibles. You're, you're looking in the scriptures thinking that your knowledge is going to give you life or thinking that in them you're going to find eternal life. But these, this manual itself points to me. And you're not coming to me that you might have this life. There's a scripture I'm going to read that says, is it in Isaiah 30, 15? God the Master, the Holy One of Israel, has this solemn counsel. Your salvation requires you to turn back to me and stop your silly efforts to save yourselves. Your strength will come from settling down and complete dependence upon me, the very thing you've been unwilling to do. And then later on in that same scripture, he said, what, what, I'm going to grab my horses, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But this is what God is requiring by the power of the Holy Ghost is for us to actually rest in what he can be in our dependence and union with him. You see something? It's, it's like identity, peace, joy. We want these things in our life. We all want peace. Jesus said, you know, I, I don't give you peace like the world got. You're in the hammock. You know what I mean? My peace is you can be in a hammock and World War III is around you and you're still being peace. But we want these things, but the Bible says the location of them, where they're at. It says that your righteousness, peace, and joy is in the Holy Ghost. It's inside the personal trainer. So even my identity is a combination of two entities in union with each other. It's me and the Holy Ghost together. Me and the Spirit of God together. Now when the trainer starts saying, you know what, I need you to, I need you to listen up. I need you to listen up. I want you to, I want you to jump this rope. You know what? You got you to jump this rope. You know, you want to tone. You want to you trim up. You know, you want to look tight. You want to cut up. Jump this rope. You know, get on the treadmill. Right? So we got to listen to the trainer. We got to listen to the trainer. This is, this is a good uh, uh, story in the Bible where after Jesus resurrected, the disciples were fishing. They went fishing, and while they were fishing, it was like, you know what? We're, you know, Jesus, you know, we saw him before, but we don't know what's going on, where he's at, you know, and all of a sudden they hear something children, somebody's on the shore. He said, children, have you, have you caught anything to eat? And they said, no. They toiled all night. They toiled and worked all night. They didn't catch nothing. He said, put your net on the other side. Once they listened, the, the net didn't break, but it had such a great catch. And all of a sudden, John, the disciple, said, it's the Lord. And Peter jumps in the water. He was naked. But he grabbed his, his, his clothes, he put it around himself, and he jumped in the water. And I, I just began to understand that ministry, when we're really moving, the life of it is in the voice. We've tried A, B, and C, but when we hear what to do, God's word won't come back void. Not even in ministry, but in your family. You're doing all that you can. 
but you need to hear what the Spirit has to say in regards to it. And your job, you know, we're going forward and, and you know, I don't know if I should, you know, take this promotion or, or take another job, you know, but it's the Spirit's fruitfulness in that. It's the Spirit who, who is actually the life of Christ. He was the life of Christ and the life of Jesus' ministry. He was always connected to what the Holy Ghost had to say. He was always connected to, to that union with God. Jesus was God, yes. Incarnate, in the flesh, in the carne, he was here. In the flesh. But he yielded to the Holy Spirit. And as he yielded, you can see that even when he wanted, to go, he wanted to go to the cross, he was going through. He was like, yo, I'm going through, God. You know, I, Father, is this the way you want me to go? I mean, I don't want to get whipped up. I don't want to die. I, I, I don't want to. My will is not to do this. I'm Jesus. As a man, I don't want to do this. But I don't. You know what? I love you so much. I trust you. And I trust that this whole purpose is my joy. They're my joy. Whatever you want me to do, whichever route I got to go, I will go. And he found out later on that father said, move forward. It's, it's a lot of pain and suffering that you're going to have to go through, but continue to move forward. And when he moved forward, he endured, he endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And sometimes we need to endure what we're going through, but in the union of what God is telling us to do, there would be the provision of what you need to go through. But if you're not, you're trying to fight and beat in the air, trying to do things that are already done, what's happening is that you're losing a war that you don't realize that has already been won. Apart from me, Jesus said, you can do nothing. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. This is Bible right here. This is Bible right here. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And so when Jesus said, you know what? And I got a hold of this, you know, cast out devils, you know, heal the sick. Oh, all of a sudden I had that word faith come alive. See, when we listen to what the Spirit is saying, faith comes to bring us through into the grace of God to, to, to go right through the mountains that we're dealing with. But the thing is, is that when we, when, when, when we, when we taught, be obedient, be obedient, be obedient, brother, be obedient. That word obedient means to listen, hearken. Because when I listen, here comes the faith that I need to ride me through what I'm going through. That's what obedience means. It's not something that I, I, I can read and claim. There was one, one group of uh, uh, Korean, Korean people who were claiming a promise of God. I'm claiming this promise, but God never spoke nothing to them. Yeah, it sounds good. But they said, you know what? We need to get to that meeting over there. There's a river right here. There's a storm. And this river is real great. Let's believe together. Let's believe together. Let's walk on water right over this. Because God said that, you know, Peter did it. We're going to do it too. I'm going to claim it right now. Let's do it. As soon as they stepped down the water together, their bodies were found down the river. Because did God say do it? God didn't say do it. That's why we try to follow other people's patterns and religions. We try to follow what other people are doing and it's not effective. For, it's not effective. It's not working for us. Because we're following a person. We're, not, we're, we're following other people. We're not following the person, the personal trainer. He said, I go before you to prepare the way. Sometimes we step ahead of him like that. And then we find out that certain things are down the line. But if the cross was a success in creating what I am in Christ, in union with him, 
I am the very mirror image. And what he has done is that he has given me that very same spirit that he had and that empowered him. God, don't get me wrong. God could have been on the cross and did some Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan stuff, got off the cross and killed everybody. He could have just, you know, did some Jet Li stuff and just killed everybody, you know. Not some Michael Jackson. I don't know how, you know, he's kicking people with his heels and all that. He could have did whatever he wanted to, but he yielded to the spirit. As he yielded to the spirit, that life flowed. And that's what I'm trying to tell you that you have today. Today, you have a personal trainer who's alive and in love and in you and ready to move. How do we get God out of our lives? Not in a bad way. I want him out. Out of the belly flows rivers of living water. Your own provision is inside of you right now. Everything you need is already inside of you right now, but through the union of God and through the understanding and revelation of what he can reveal to you would only bring that out. You see, he's called the spirit of truth, meaning reality. So he's the only one who makes the manual a reality. He makes it real to you. He breathes on it when you read it. He breathes on you when you hear it, and it becomes alive to you. Once it becomes alive to you, it becomes a part of you. It becomes who you are. That's what he is. He's everything to us. He's my dad. The Bible says he's the spirit of grace. He's my wisdom. He's my revelation. I'm not looking for things anymore because I know I already got the person of the Holy Ghost in me. I'm not looking for more virtues and more patience and more love and more. I'm not trying to, you know, develop that in my own life. I'm learning that as I, I yield to God, the fruit, not of me, of that spirit will be manifested. It says in Psalms, it says, you'll be planted like a tree by the rivers of water. And you'll bear forth fruit in your season, and your leaf will not wither. As long as we're planted, John 15, in the Lord, the life of that sap will flow. If a branch is connected to a tree, the vine is giving that branch life, and all of a sudden fruit comes on the end of that branch. And so right now, I just want to challenge everybody here. If Paul told these people who heard the message, but they did not receive the Holy Ghost, he said, did you receive the, the Spirit since you believed? They said, well, you didn't know about receiving no Spirit. Today is your day. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day where you lay down your silly efforts to save yourselves and you put your dependence on the personal trainer. Today is the day that you say, I'm letting go. I've tried for years to fix these problems, and all I've done was made them worse. I became so aware of not your presence or your glug, but I came aware of myself and what I needed to do. The first thing that Adam fell, when they fell, they, they became so aware of themselves. The glory was lost. They, they weren't aware of it no more. They were aware of their fear. What's going on? They were aware of their self. We need to protect that. God is coming. Let's get some leaves. And God still met them at the garden. So I have a prophetic dance today. I want everybody to, no, no, don't stand yet. Don't stand yet. I want you to watch this. I have a prophetic dance today, and I want you to open up your heart to God. I want you to open up your spirit to God. When you open up your spirit to God, there will come empowerment, enablement, and all your provisions.
You know what the Bible says? The hope of glory. Hope. Hope is a confident expectation. It's literally you opening up and always being open to what the Spirit is going to be for you. We're not talking about being totally Holy Ghost. Uh, you know, what should I wear today? You know, Holy Ghost, what should I eat today? Uh, Holy Ghost, should I cut this toenail or that toenail? You know, we're not, we're not talking about this crazy fanatic, you know, fanatic sadicism or whatever you want to call it. We're talking about a fellowship, a union of love that can never be broken. He would never leave us. He would never forsake us. And so when you hear this song and you see this dance, remain aware of God. Open up to him what he wants to be. And I pray that your tongues will be awakened again. I pray that those who never even have spoken the tongues. You see, when the Bible says, you know, I pray for tongues, but I'm afraid that something... No, God says that if you pray for a, a, a bread, am I going to give you a scorpion? Am I going to give you a, a, a snake? You see, we don't know the love in the heart of God when we ask for something. So our prayers are always hindered and detoured and wondering if he heard me, wondering this and that, because we're not intimate with the Holy Ghost, the personal trainer. We don't know his heart, that he will never do us wrong like that. So, Melissa, you ready? Keep your spirit open to God.
Let's stand. Let's stand. Worship team. God in the person of the Spirit, our personal trainer. He was the cloud that Israel followed. He was the fire. He was the cloud. He was the water out of the rock. The Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of Christ would always bring glory to Christ. So I'm going to challenge you today. I want you to come up, but not to receive a thing, not to receive a healing, but to receive the healer. I want you to receive. Not a touch of strength, but I want you to receive the strength. I want you to receive not a gift to make you better, but the gift. I want you to receive life. I want you to receive provision. I want you to receive glory. I want you to receive your inheritance. I want you to receive the promise of the Father. The Spirit is the promise of the Father. But you have been striving and looking and waiting and toiling for something that's already inside of you. Open up your heart and receive the very thing that God, the riches of God, the glory of God, everything of God is inside of you open up your heart to receive the things of God therefore come to the front prayer team come to the front if you feel right now you want a fresh infilling a refreshing a healer he's here This is what you always been looking for. This is what you always been wanting. Every thirst the world presents to you is a counterfeit of the water that's already inside of you. For God says this day is the day of the Lord. This day is the salvation of the Lord. No more efforts to produce what I am in you and then you would be I am for them. No more praying of a, a, a beautiful prayer but releasing a person So Holy Ghost, we thank you that you teach us and show us more of what we have in Christ and who we are in Christ. And I just pray that you would glorify his name in your people tonight. I pray that that cloud that was in the Old Testament won't compare with the cloud of glory that's inside their belly, Father God. I pray the glory that was in the old covenant would not compare to the glory that's inside of them, Papa. Awaken our hearts, awaken our minds, awaken who we are as the beloved of God, as, as those who mirror the image of God. Awaken who we are because in union with the Spirit, we will manifest. We can't do it on our own. We can't strive on our own. Father, it's you who give us the faith. It's you who give us who you are. And then that is the work of faith that we produce. 
when we walk the earth, when we walk in our job, it's a work of faith that says, this is who I am. This is what I can do. Here comes the answer. Here comes the answer. I am the answer. by you, God. So, Father, let your wind blow in this place. Let the manifestation of your spirit blow in this place. Even every demonic placenta of a Pharaoh spirit trying to trail behind us of what we was in the flesh. Cut it off, Papa. With the sword of your word. Speak your word in our hearts. Speak your word. Speak scripture in our hearts. Awaken. Let the personal trainer speak today. Let the personal trainer direct today. You are our freedom now. You are our freedom now. Not tomorrow five minutes but you are our freedom now I'm not looking for a thing you are my freedom Miguel said today there's only one answer and it's found in the person of Jesus Christ the one who loves you unconditionally see he's not like all those who have failed you who have left you who have abandoned you but he's a friend that sticks closer to a brother his heart beats just for you when he sees you, he sees you as beautiful, as a handsome man of God. He will not leave you or reject you. So whether you're up here or not, if you're saying today, I want more of him, I want to know him more. The one who gave all for me, the one who laid down his life so that I could live. Would you just raise your hand right now just as a sign before God? Just between you and him right now? And just begin, let him pour over you. God is about to do something in you. Just let him begin to touch you. Some of you have never felt his love before. See, we don't go by feelings. But at the same time, we can experience him. So just let his hand begin to touch you right now. I speak life, life in Jesus' name that you shall live in the name of Jesus that your dreams will live that your emotions are whole in Him. It's all in Him. Let's just touch Him today. Let's begin to worship Him. And that's what worship is. It's touching His heart, the audience of one in Jesus' name. Just receive, let Him pour out on you. 
And if you want to come up, if you need a miracle today, you need God to do something to change your situation, the altars are still open. We would love to pray with you today.